Life is like an onion. There are layers to this yeah, shit. Yeah, just peel them back. Just, just peel, peel them, them back, back and you'll be very surprised with what you find. everyone my name is tiana and i'm ashley and this is wonga gal the podcast your favorite caribbean food podcast right here every other wednesday oh yeah <laughs> we in here okay if you're listening to this on the day that it actually premiered today is what today March is, 31st yeah the day before holy thursday uh we're about to go into easter you know so you guys already know what we need to talk about it's the wonga girl easter episode oh what yeah. was that for <laughs> so naturally you know easter in jamaica in the caribbean in most places that are christian quote unquote christian easter is a pretty big deal um a lot of people say that you know like easter sunday is that day where everybody and their mother go to church. church so honestly and i i do believe in the western world ish i do think that there is some sort of statistic i remember seeing it once that like easter sunday has the highest turnout That's it, right. Mm-hmm. right so obviously easter means a lot to us as a people so naturally the food that we eat around easter means a lot to us as a people Duh, because what is life without food? What is a celebration without food? What is a holiday without food? Yeah. What do you? What kind of food do you associate with Easter? Outside of bun and cheese, obviously. Fish and bun and cheese. Fish and bun and that cheese. That is what okay. I associate. I just want to make sure Easter. we're on the same page because you know usually yeah. it's some outlandish thing I'm after. Say, yo, no. take a point off a but game and all have some things. outlandish thing in here for you, but we'll get to that a little later. <laughs> so we'll start <laughs> off. We'll start off with actually kind of telling the people, like, what is Easter? Just in case you never know. Just in case you never got some Just school. a little history, Just a little background. Just in case you're not Christian and that's okay. That is fine. We don't discriminate here. No, no, no. So, yeah. It says here that Easter is a Christian holiday that celebrates the belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In the New Testament of the Bible, the event is said to have occurred three days after Jesus was crucified by the Romans and died in roughly 30 A.D. The holiday concludes the Passion of Christ, which is a series of events and holidays that begins with Lent, um, something that we spoke about before, mm-hmm. which is simply a 40-day period of fasting, prayer, and sacrifice, and ends with Holy Week, which includes Holy Thursday, tomorrow, uh, Good Friday, on which Jesus' crucifixion is observed, and Easter Sunday. Although a holiday of high religious significance in the Christian faith, many traditions associated with Easter date back to pre-Christian pagan times. Right. And a lot of things that we have adopted, adopted, sorry, that comes from a place under the name pagan, you know, you know, Christians go and chastise it because, you know, it's pagan holiday mm. or Babylon go and chant, chant down <laughs> pagan. Every time I said the word pagan, I remember Michael, he's yes. like, bono pagan, this <laughs> pagan, that. But it's funny because... I feel like even outside of the Christian rituals associated with Easter, everybody celebrates Easter yeah. in their own way, yeah. but not knowing where exactly it started. And yeah. based on, this is actually a reputable source. This is from, um, you know, like they have the History Channel. Mm-hmm. This is actually background from their from their findings. And it dates way back before Christian religion was a thing, right. so to speak. And you know, that makes sense because people always ask the question, 
why Easter is different every year, mm-hmm. why Easter, you know, because you know, Christmas, everybody knows Christmas is December 25th. Everybody knows when Mother's Day is, everybody know when Labor Day is, mm-hmm. everybody know when almost every other major holiday is. Why does Easter change? Yeah. And this is how I knew that there had to be some hint to pre-Christian times because the date of Easter actually is determined by the phase of the moon oh so here it actually says that the eastern orthodox christianity which adheres to the julian calendar easter falls on a sunday between april 4 and may 8 each year so it spans over a very large period yeah so it and i I know it is it is largely dependent on when the full moon during that period is gonna come around which is actually next weekend right that is funny but then it's also very interesting because we did have a full moon before now yeah yeah but no but i think it's I, I don't know the whole is it the first full moon of the year and then after that then the 40 days i don't start? know the whole semantics of it exactly but i just know that it the date of easter coincides with the fullness of a moon not sure what moon not sure why the significance of the april date okay but there is some sort of connection there so funny enough that you'd mentioned that i have something here that basically tries to explain why easter is called easter it says saint Bede, the venerable the sixth century author of ecclesiastical history of the english people maintains that the english word easter comes from austre or austre the anglo-saxon goddess of spring and fertility yeah 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 that so, i know that so I other know. historians maintain the easter derives from the albis a latin phrase that's plural for alba or dawn that became estrom in old high german a precursor to the english language of today so despite its significance as a christian holy day many of the traditions and symbols that play a key role in easter's observances actually have roots in pagan celebrations right. particularly pagan goddess Ostre, and in jewish holiday of passover right so and this is something we'll come back to we'll talk about mm-hmm. it later on as well with the significance of eggs in yeah. Easter. Mm-hmm. I have that here um, too. So Easter really is the, and I think that coincides with the whole full moon thing. It's like the goddess of fertility, fertility. the new moon is coming, the full moon is coming. And so I think, and people, you know, <laughs> when you hear the fertility, it doesn't mean that <laughs> you must abstain because you don't want to get pregnant. That's the word fertility has so many meanings to it. And it also is a word that people use is in the same context of spring, because what does spring mean? You know, new life, new growth of trees yeah. and plants. And that's literally what fertility means, you know, better quality soil for planting and harvesting. Yeah. And when it comes back to Jesus as well, fertility, I mean, is his rebirth, it's new life, mm-hmm. right? so wow it all comes circle it all comes full circle so we're kind of that that, that's really what Easter is that like scraping the surface of what there's a lot more there's a lot more Mm -hmm. that you can read about but we kind of just wanted to give everybody some context to what we're all gonna be talking about today so if you listen to the first episode of season two that was all about Lent mm-hmm. it was and answer. of course we spoke a lot about the relationship between food and Lent uh, because many Christians many people who practice Christian faith do go into some sort of fasting for Lent that is representative of the 40 days and 40 nights that Jesus were was in the desert right mm-hmm. them sacrifice something so Easter now 
is the end of Lent. So you don't know so the food after in the thing, of right? Course. As Good Friday come and gone. Yeah. God, Marisha KFC. Yeah. And I feel like just being a Jamaican as well, food plays such a large part in our identity. And, and even if it doesn't, we literally attach food to every single holiday. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So just as as and as we said earlier, there's the bun and cheese, there's mm-hmm. the fish. Um, you know, if you think about like Americans, well, I shouldn't even say only Americans because British people to do it too. They have this uh, association with eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, in America, everybody them have the like Easter bunny and the Easter egg hunt. Yeah, and a lot the, of their Easter celebrations, just like how we sent our. It's around bun and cheese. The center is around, around eggs. eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I find it so interesting that so many symbols of Easter exist. are food. Mm-hmm. No, are food. Like, not oh. just that they exist, they're food. And you can find, because even when you think of like, what's one of the biggest symbols of Easter? The cross. Yes. Hot so, cross buns. So, food. We're back at food. Hold on, no. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, we're gonna do that one more time. Yeah, yeah, we're back at food. The cross that represents crucifixion. <laughs> what is it about buns? Hot cross buns. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> it's there. So wow. that leads us into all right. So everybody knows that Christianity, you know, was developed in. Whenever. that side of the mm-hmm. world oh. and we all know who brought it to this side yes, of the okay, world that part we know you know mm-hmm. the european people so in britain in england england th- 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 those places the right British, yeah. so this is this is how easter looks culturally for british mm-hmm. for the british um, people so you have hot cross buns on good friday okay right because you are not supposed to light a fire before 12 noon mm-hmm. um, so many denominations recognize that right mm-hmm. and so they tend to have hot cross buns because you know them can't bother with the cooking and mm-hmm. nobody wants to cook late in the evening so hot cross buns is like that thing on good friday and actually historically you could only get hot cross buns on good friday That's crazy. they were not available at any other time of the year it was just for good friday right and then now easter sunday mm-hmm. you would have boiled eggs for breakfast right okay. so this comes back to the relationship with eggs, eggs. Mm-hmm. and some people in some of my readings they've said that eggs repre- represent the tomb that jesus was buried in um and then co- coming back to the but of course that of course that's a christian meaning because you know yeah. inside of an egg is life life right so Funny you'd mention that i want to say this before you move on because this part mentions it says irrespective of denomination there are many easter time traditions with roots that can be traced to non-christian and even pagan or non-religious celebrations mm-hmm. so they say you know many um, non-christians choose to observe these traditions while essentially ignoring the religious aspects mm-hmm. of the celebration and i feel like so many times not only as jamaicans but we associate certain foods with certain holidays without realizing that you will say oh i'm not religious but i have to eat one during christian yeah, during Easter. yeah but then you don't realize that indirectly you are observing yeah. um the religious meanings behind it so it says examples of non-religious easter traditions include easter eggs and related games such as egg rolling and egg decoration it's believed that eggs represented fertility and right. birth in certain pagan traditions that again predate christianity right so it kind of intertwines and it that's crazy what comes first the chicken or the egg mm, it was actually the pagans and <laughs> then Christianity. 
Whoa, they're gonna cancel us for saying that. Shit. I'm so sorry, guys. But it's true. There's so many it's things. Just, it's historically This is probably correct. the third episode we've had that's linked to a holiday that yeah. has religious religion connected to it some way, some religious significance. And it went back to our Christmas episode. We spoke about the pagans. Yeah. I'm sure we mentioned them in the Ash Wednesday episode yeah. as well. Back again with the pagans. So, guys, I mean, Ashley and I were both raised in the Christian faith. Uh, but you know, we, I believe both of us have kind of definitely dedicated our lives, I would say, to finding the meaning of course to other things you know mm-hmm. it doesn't end there there life is like an onion there are layers to this yeah, shape just peel them back just, just peel, peel them, them back, back and you'll be very surprised with what you find so as ashley said eggs represent fertility and new life but a bing when the christians came in they were like you know what it's still gonna represent new life but it's just gonna be jesus's new life so yeah and then of course you know very very popular in britain are the cream eggs Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever had a cream I've egg. heard of it, but I've never had one. Girl, love. I watched a documentary on them the other day. It is like one of... Uh, f- funny enough, like I feel like I see cream eggs in Jamaica, mm-hmm. but people don't go wild over cream eggs mm-hmm. in Jamaica. Cream eggs are like a phenomenon in the uk like really? people buy boxes like people will hoard cream eggs so they can have them all year round because cadbury does not make them all year round like that's there's this place in i believe somewhere i don't know let me not say i believe i don't remember where it is it was in the document documentary you know how them have like fried twinkies and them thing there mm-hmm. there's this place that does fried cream eggs Oh my god, I did have a cream egg once. You know where I bought it? When thing there, when Candy Craze just opened in Manor yeah, Park. Yeah. It was actually during Easter time that I went there for you the go. first time. You don't really see them. And there was there were, they had cream eggs at the cashier and I took yeah, up one and I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. interested. It's a big thing. But of course, coming back to and funny enough, cream eggs were invented in 1870, so that's this very yeah, yeah. they've been around for long a very time. long time. But just goes off of the whole egg thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's breakfast. That's just breakfast. Right? It's Sunday. Then for dinner, and this is what I was saying is gonna surprise you because I feel like this is very different from Jamaican practices. Okay. For dinner, people have roast lamb. Because which is also the main dish of Jewish Passover. Mm-hmm. Um, and it represents roast lamb is representative of Jesus being the sacrificial lamb of God. So that's why they have. I have roast goosebumps. Lamb I love learning Sunday. new things. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. So that's why I love. And when you think about it, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. But for some reason, well, to be honest, I mean, I don't think lamb is very popular in Jamaica. It we don't. Is it popular? Like enough people eat lamb? Yes. I feel like lamb is expensive. The meat itself, yeah, but I feel like most restaurants have it on the menu. Yeah, have restaurants have it yeah. on the menu, but I feel to like... Buy, well, I've had it several I feel times like in outside, general, so. like, like lamb is not something that frequent my household. Oh. And yeah. I just, I always was under the impression that lamb is expensive, no. so I never well, thought I've that only it ever was had a lamb as, like, you know, lamb chops and stuff like that, um, but... My father did have lamp on a farm. Well, actually, yeah, on a farm. So actually, Ashley's idea of accessibility is very skewed. It's very different. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I actually didn't know that lamb. I mean, I think I, I knew that it was expensive, but as it relates to scarcity, I don't know about all of that. 
Well, I, I would like to think that the reason why it's expensive is because there's some sort of scarcity. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, supply and demand. Yeah. Who knows, though? Who knows? There could be some other reason as to why it's expensive. Oh, that's true. But whatever it is, my understanding is that lamb is expensive. And I mean, it's expensive when you go to restaurants and see it on menus generally. Right. So, so, no surprise there. I would like to think then that if lamb is expen- expensive, that's probably why roast lamb is just not a thing mm-hmm. out here for Easter. Because as, as like a household meal then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. No. Yeah, so yeah, that that lamb thing kind of shot me. I go lie. So that's that's dinner. Mm-hmm. Then we got tea time because you know the British, the British are all about yeah. their tea. They, have, they love them. The tea. British. So they have this thing called Simnel cake. Stay with me here. So Simnel cake in it, you have apricot jam, orange, lemon, marzipan. You know what marzipan is? I don't think so. That thing that like almond flavored gum that they put on the wedding cake. Yes, that is marzipan. And it has and dried fruit as well. But it sounds interesting and I like right? to Right? No, but hear more. So, Simnel cake mm-hmm. has 11 marzipan balls that's on top much. of it. That's, that's a little too much. To represent the 11 disciples who did mm-hmm. not betray Jesus. Yo, they're going to throw religion. Just <laughs> go sprinkle a little bit over it. You get a little religion, you get a little religion. Let's just bring it back. Them just left Judas off of it. And Bye. If it's one thing about the British people, them are going to stay strong, firm in the Christianity, you know? Yo. So, yeah. So, them man have no qualms about the thing either. That is crazy. Yeah. So, in, in like, seeing the definition of Simnel cake, because, I mean, it has, like, orange and lemon and dried mm-hmm. fruit and those things. So, I, got, I mean, I didn't find a clear connection, but... I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of connection between so that and like what we have as bun. Like mm. there must be some sort the dried of dried fruit, especially crossover kind of experimentation there. It's funny because now that you bring up the, especially the dried fruit part of the cake. And since we're talking about Easter, I think it's so funny the debate that happens on social media every year about whether fruits belong in bun or not. Girl! We don't reach the bun and cheese segment yet. You wait. You wait. I told you before. <laughs> we'll have a nice little history lesson because my eyes open. open. Okay. <laughs> the third one is just <laughs> So before we get to bun and cheese, because I feel like that's probably the most controversial of everything of we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we just went through what British people tend to eat, right? And mm-hmm. we kind of explained like why... I guess some of the similarities and some of the differences i think one of the biggest as we said before foods that jamaicans eat for easter fish 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 right and we said it before in the lent podcast that you know a lot of people nowadays them not really about the fasting life mm-hmm. so rather than fasting properly properly they will just give Change up, up the diet they'll mm-hmm. give up like red meat or what i saw a lot of articles calling warm-blooded animals nice. so that's why fish kind of became a thing because mm-hmm. the people would give up quote-unquote warm-blooded animals and so when the blood warm it nicer girl no but i, I really love fish of course no trust me but mm, something about the warm blood yeah and <laughs> and so when you think about it right so we're talking before about lamb mm-hmm. and for whatever reason lamb is not a very popular easter food in jamaica but fish definitely we're on an island. No, bear fish. In the middle of the Fish is all year round, but let me tell you, Easter time, you know about fish. Like, it makes sense, though, because it's like, 
think about it in like other areas of the world it's like winter time now so the place kind of cool. cool but like down here it warm it's funny because so we, we i've, I've seen people literally eat a bun and fish yeah like in one yeah. night like Girl. the fish and the bun exist in the mouth at the same time on the mega mart show that i was on <laughs> anyway <laughs> chris daly was like how him like eat bun and fried fish i was like yeah. i've never seen and that the, in and, my and life like they will slice the bun like the spice bun yeah. or even the the one that you buy for easter and then put like a couple pieces of sprat on it people yeah people make a sandwich like sardine and make bun. a sandwich that okay wild. okay that is a no that wild I'm, I'm, to I'm, me. I'm gonna step step in i'm, I'm gonna intervene and say that is no but yeah, and I, I, I think it's so good because I think in general, and I think historically, there is eat before we, we do it. <laughs> there's always a spike in fish consumption within the Jamaican populace around Easter time, mm -hmm. and I think it's good because fish is good, and I feel I like people fish. don't really eat fish on a regular. We I love fish people. anyway. You put it, put it in front of me, mega eat it. Roast fish, jerk fish, steam fish, fry fish. Yeah, fry but, over roast boiled fish. It does. I'm gonna. But eat for it. some reason, it's not super popular every other day. I mean, True. every other time of the year. And you mm. think about it, like we're in Jamaica, we're surrounded by water. You mm. would think that fish would be yeah. Like and obviously, the thing. But Tiana and I know that we're the exceptions to people who will eat fish all year round because Tiana and I will have days where we play hooky from work on like a Monday and just go down to Hillshire and yeah. spend like three, four hours there just eating fish all day. So we appreciate fish and it's very obvious to us going down there at different times of the year. I think one time we went, it was July. We went one time in December and we see the differences, you know, in the crowds and yeah. all of that. And I was there back in, I think, February. And it's the same observation and you see that people not really flock to fish all throughout the year. Yeah. Like we do. They don't. Um, but Easter... Fish can't find in the supermarket. Yeah, it's fish can't find in the supermarket. Market KFC starts sell fish sandwich. Yeah. Oh, the Island Grill fish sandwich is very nice. Yeah, every, everywhere that is chicken and beef forward mm -hmm. have a fish. And I think you know, definitely, definitely, um, it it plays a um a role because they know that people have given up the warm-blooded meat yeah. for Lent. And but I wonder if there is something else that pushes them to promote the fish eating I think during this I time think, and that's what i was saying mm. i think it comes back to geography i think mm -hmm. it comes back to culture because funny enough that you said that i made a post on instagram the other day bigging up steakhouse on the verandas mm -hmm. uh fish sandwich they have a snapper a blackened snapper sandwich best Ooh. fish sandwich i've ever had in my life really but i should check it out so i was bigging it up and it was during the lenten time i made a post during the lenten season and so in the caption you know i was just saying anybody who is doing the fish thing you mm -hmm. should definitely check out steakhouse da, da, da. and somebody commented and was just like where in the bible does it say that you're supposed to eat fish for easter you're always that one da, 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 going off about how no god did not prescribe us to eat fish for easter and i was like and so, so? like if i want to eat fish for easter you can't tell me say, I and i don't eat know eat why they would make that connection simply because you mentioned people giving up um food exactly. and just you know consuming more fish for lines because that's not a new thing as, a, not. as a human being who is well aware 
of society and societal norms will know that living in Jamaica and being a part of a Jamaican society, the consumption of fish increases significantly during Lent. Yep, yep, yep. And it's and you did not make any biblical reference this is in all the post. I'm saying, but so anyways, I digress. Um but girl Yeah, I think I think I wouldn't aggressive. be surprised. It was aggressive. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if there if one year who knows there was a surplus of fish and somebody just decided to push it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how, and that's how it started. But who knows? I don't know. I wasn't able to find anything, but that's just my hypothesis, and I think it's a fair yeah. hypothesis. And definitely a Jamaican subculture. Yeah, yeah. Fish, fish, fish and yam, fish, fish and Easter, Easter. Mm-hmm. all year round. To be honest, yeah. Support the fish yeah. eating. Support, support. I'm glad you, you mentioned the, the the fish sandwich from Steakhouse. I think the best one I've had was from um Hundred actually. But it's more of a seasonal burger. So, like, a lot mm. of times you'll go and they just don't have fish. Uh, but it's very nice. It's like a light, battered, deep-fried fish. And it's very good. Well, this one isn't battered. Oh, so it's because it's blackened fish. So, obviously, it's going to be a different flavor. It bad I'm going to have to feature it, it bad, see what's it going bad, on. It's three bills to the one at Island Grill, though. Like, $350 without the I'm, combo. I'm yet to have And it's it from very nice. Grill. It take, but it's a very nice fish sandwich. I'll try it before The bread is nice. Them. Mm-hmm. So, naturally, we just talked about fish. So now we're going to talk about bun and cheese. Because... Bun for eat. Bun, bun for, for eat. Bun, bun for run. Bun for eat. Bun for give. Bun for take. Bun, just bun. Bun for run. Bun. Joseph get bun and look what happened. Jesus, Christianity. Boom. Look at all of that. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Look at us yeah. now. <laughs> So, bun and cheese, the infamous bun and cheese. You know what's funny? In all you my say life, if you're no funny, I'm gonna lick you. <laughs> in all my life, I thought that bun was like a Caribbean thing. No. Because, I guess, you know, you just assume that you have it in Jamaica, so why would an, another island not have mm-hmm. it? And when I was in Trinidad, could I find any bun? Mm-hmm. I was very, very, very perturbed, like Easter time, and I never ever get somebody. Who went to Jamaica Carnival had to bring me back bun. And that I was like, crazy. this is crazy. I what are they doing? They actually eat hot cross buns over there for Easter. Because they're like, British, yeah? Colonization, stand up strong over Trinidad. Strong, strong, it's strong. It's still very strong. Fight colonization. Wow, Fight wow, yeah. Find your own identity, Trinidad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's, it's funny to me because I was like, when I remember we had gone, because you know, school, mm. we're in school and we got a little, a little holiday, a little vacation for the Easter. And I remember we went to like an Airbnb thing and our Trinidad friends brought hot cross buns and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, not even in Jamaica. I've not never. White man's I, I would never. I don't even know. Like, I don't even eat hot cross bun like that. Me that was that. Honestly, probably probably was my first time ever having a hot cross bun. To be honest, it's crazy. So bun and cheese actually comes from hot cross buns. I'm not surprised. That's where it comes from. Hot cross buns are very popular in Britain, and I'm gonna tell you how it relates back to the pagan thing. Fun. Because safe Michael can stop you, so a lot of people, especially nowadays, modern day people, mm-hmm. will tell you that hot cross bone, the cross was representative of the cross, yeah, of the, the crucifixion, crucifixion, right? Actually, in pre-Christianity, pre-Christian times, the roundness of the hot cross bone was representative of the full moon, 
which is why I say Easter, the time changed because of the full moon. And the cross was to represent the four quarters of the year. So that's it, crazy. So the cross would cut the bun into four quarters. That and that's what it was crazy. representative of. And then Christianity came around and said it was it was for Jesus. So what you mean? You see how things is, can change though. No, it's not things change. You say how Christianity be poaching cultures. But I'm just, as again not surprised. Remember we said culture is dynamic. Yeah, so they just kinda take it and make it their uh-huh. own. Uh-huh. And attach their own meaning to it. And you see, it's not necessarily poaching because they're not adapting it and saying this is the meaning and we were the ones who came up with the meaning but rather they curated their own meaning to fit fit their own agenda yeah yeah Yeah. that's really what it is yeah Mm. Uh. so apparently there was this saying with the hot cross buns Mm -hmm. um and i don't know you you tell me ashley i feel like when i was younger we never easily like buy bun. Like I feel like no bun man was, bun bun in my house. Bun was no <laughs> me, meaning I feel like bun was always gifted. Like we people just gave away oh, bun. Oh no, we used to always buy bun. Like maybe because we were we were big bun givers in my may, house. Exactly. Maybe that's hear that gentleman. I'm a bun giver. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, what was I saying? But yeah, we used to. My mother used to always. And she used to always buy like three, four, five box of bun, right? To give but away. She would, we would have like two or three in the house and she'd always send a box to my grandmother, a box to my other grandmother. And anybody who come to the house, it's more like, and then she'd buy the smaller ones to give to like the workers yeah. and all of that. So we always, but I do understand bun being given as gifts because right. when you're, especially in corporate Jamaica, you get a piece of bun and a small tasted tin cheese yeah. during Easter holiday. You get it from school because I'm sure them go ask me what kind of bun I want. Um, so I do understand it being um, a gift because mommy used to also come home with them and be like, oh, somebody, somebody gave me this at the office. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's this idea of bun being shared mm-hmm. among the community that you're in, right? And it actually comes from hot cross bun because there was a saying back in the olden days that said, half for you half for me between us two shall goodwill be so gifting so someone gifting someone a bun well it back then it was splitting the bun in mm-hmm. two and giving it to your neighbor would kind of indicate you know we'll have friendship going on society would have been so much fairer and more calming if we did us always split yeah one. just half for you half for me between us two shall goodwill be oh yeah so give give I'm give people that. where you love bun. Yeah, I'm give a, people where you love bun. I'm gonna put that on a card I'm sending to you. But you <laughs> half for you, half for me. It strengthens the friendship in the coming years. Of course. Yeah. Little bun for run. Little bun for run. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So I couldn't have this episode without doing a deep dive into where the hell bun come from because i'm there thinking okay this is a caribbean thing mm-hmm. but it's not a caribbean thing it's a jamaican thing so where the hell it come from and like, why htb makes so much money during the yeah, weekend yeah yeah i don't know and so what's funny enough i think one of the big reasons why i thought it was like a caribbean thing but before you go further you know what just came to mind the fact we have to make the distinction because in jamaica bun is different from easter bun because i buy bun all year round. Spice I, bun. I love spice, spice bun. bun. Mm-hmm. The little round one, you just split that in half, put a little tasty triangle in the middle, lunch, you're good to go with a cold Pepsi. Mm-hmm. But you see Easter time, 
if somebody come to your yard and you offer them bun and cheese, the bun that they expect is the one that you slice up with the little fruits in there. So it wasn't always like that. So that's what that's why I said we have to make the distinction. Right. It wasn't always like that. Bun when it first started was a easter thing as mm-hmm. i said once upon a time bun was only served on good friday one no day surprise. out of the 360 how much 365 four or five depending. and a quarter day there was one day that you could get bun. one bun mm-hmm. one day and jano you know that that would have made society better if there's only one day out of the year dedicated to bun <laughs> We should revisit it. We're going to send our email to the office of the Prime Minister. <laughs> talk about the bond consumption in Jamaica. But yeah, so I feel like... Alright, so whenever I see pictures of hot cross bun, right? Mm. And it is, 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 to me, it just looks like a white sweet bun. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody knows, if you don't know, in Jamaica, our bun is very brown, mm-hmm. very dense. Looks like a loaf. Very... Bunny. Thick. Right? <laughs> is that thick body bun? Is, is that thick body bun? <laughs> We're never gonna let this go. No. <laughs> and so I remember when I was younger, I don't know who told me, I don't know where I got this idea from. But some somehow there was an idea planted in my brain. I don't know who planted it, but it's planted that the reason why our bun looks the way it is is because the enslaved use molasses rather than sugar. I don't, That's have why. You, oh, have you it, ever heard that before? As it relates to the color of the bun. Yeah, as it relates to how our bun looks. I don't think so. I well, I heard that, and for a while I was running with that because mm. somebody told me, and I you just perhaps created it. your own reality. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not create it because I I've, I remember having a conversation and somebody telling me or that. somebody lied to you. Somebody lied to me, okay. obviously, because that is not true. Mm-hmm. And if you if if you believe this i'm here to tell you but it sounds like a plausible reason it sounds like a very plausible mm. reason which is why i believed it because molasses maybe, don't change the color anything that's it going and maybe there is some sort of yeah. truth behind it because you know back in the day people never used to really document things too proper yeah. and so maybe there is some truth to it but from what i was able to find there was not any relation to the enslaved okay. um, so as it relates it? to how bun came about well what jamaican mm-hmm. easter or spice bun excuse me oh god <laughs> so in the year 1870 hot, hot cross buns were advertised to be available beginning at 5 30 a.m on good friday at a bakery on luke lane in downtown kingston mm-hmm. <clears throat> these buns in 1870 were said to be more spicy than the original hot cross bun coming out of england right so we're coming we're dating back in the 1800s something did i go on in the 1800s 1870 that means trade slave had already been abolished right right People are set up shopping a downtown. Actually, slavery had been abolished by yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. just a trade, but slavery yeah. on a whole. So that was 1870. Mm-hmm. In 1880, Phoenix Bakery offered what they call hot X buns. So they were deviating from the word hot cross buns because they were like, it's not the same as hot cross buns. But I, that is what Trinidad should have done. But I guess them never have like a proper name, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess. So they just call it hot X buns. Mm-hmm. And the marketing uh, for that was to those who like a real good north side hot spice bun. Spice bun. So as we can see, the word spice is Coming really in. coming in, right? 
And you know nothing spicy about the bun? It's <laughs> spicy in comparison to the hot cross bun, them. Well, yeah, because hot cross Trust bun me. is different. Hot cross bun is very sweet. Yeah, I'm, if you're, I, you can't eat a hot cross bun with the idea of what a bun is in yeah. your head because it's going to yeah. be very different. Yeah. So, mind you, during the 1800s, the bun was still a circle. Yes. So it was very similar to what is what we know now know as like spice, spice bun, bun, which is a differentiation that Ashley was saying earlier. So by 1960, so I don't know what the hell went on between 1880 and 1960, but things were going on. World War. Things, right? Things that are going on. Great Depression. There you go. I think. I don't know. <laughs> by 1960, the hot cross bun had fully been accepted now as a loaf rather than a circle. So, so what pushed the change? So it now adopted the loaf look. The loaf look. I'm not sure what adopted that change. Gaps in the research. Yeah, couldn't find anything. This is what we would cite as limitations. So. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people were just cooking more for themselves. And or cooking to be shared. Cooking, because a loaf knows? can share more than the That's round true, than the round. So. And, uh, yeah. And you know, yeah. we're a community of share. You carry, if you cut a loaf, you can say, ah, take this piece and it's fine. But if you cut piece of a circle, it's, it's like, large, it's stingy. You know, and, and it throws off the sharing for everybody yeah. else. Honestly, we'll cut it like a pie, which yeah. is weird. Weird, yeah. So, that's the 1960s, right? Mm-hmm. In 1963... Layla Brandon publishes a cookbook with the recipe for Easter spiced bun. So this is the first time in the history of bun mm-hmm. that anything is being referred to as Easter, Easter bun. spiced bun okay. in 1963. It was not very far from the original hot cross bun recipe though. It had milk, water, butter, sugar, salt, cinnamon, mixed spice, which is like clove and anise mm-hmm. and everything there. Egg, flour, yeast, cherries, raisins, and citron. Okay. So, may I tell Uno, fruits was always in yeah. the bun. Okay. All right. So, that's 1963. Ah, you hear that? That's 1963. At this point, the bun still was not super dark, is my understanding. Okay. It was browner than a hot cross bun, but not... Because the ingredients don't sound like it could have put any brown exactly. in there. Unless they put brown in it. Exactly. There. Then we have... Come 1993, where Enid Donaldson and everybody know this Enid Donaldson cookbook because everybody, every grandmother have it in them house. Mm. Enid Donaldson. Yo, my uncle is telling me a woman who cook out a book can't cook, so I never have no cookbook. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he said she can't cook if she look out a book. God. Well, Enid Donaldson came out with her cookbook in 1993, and she gave not one, not two. Not three, but four recipes for each So what Enid is trying to say is that I'm not sure which one you're going to like, so we're going to try all four of them. She gave four recipes for Isabon. One with baking soda, one with baking powder, one with yeast, and one with stout. And stout is the one that stuck with the people. So stout is what we know but to 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 be that Easter bun flavor now. So along with the spices, people add stout that to the is bun. Crazy, right? And then in 1995, uh, Jamaica Flour Mills published the recipe for a traditional, rich, moist, fruity Easter bun that involved soaking raisins, currants, mm. and mixed peel in stout, 
and it also included honey and browning. browning. So by 1995, that's when bun reached its final form because because we were born. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're adding the stout, you're adding the browning, you're adding the fruits, you're adding the spices. And that is how life comes full circle. Yes, that is how life comes full circle. So yeah, so the bun that uh, Jamaica flour mills put out in 1995 is what is really really popular popularly known as bun today okay i say all of this to say for all the people who don't like fruits in the bun you're wrong you're wrong <laughs> because bun did always, always have, have fruit and you know why they started making bun without fruit because there was a fruit shortage one year uh-uh. and they had supposed to, to always fruits. have fruits where you don't eat the bun mm. Mm. look at that shame on you no but trust me easter bun and I say Easter bun just to, you know, differentiate between bun spice and bun spice and bun. It tastes better. It tastes like... It tastes it, it's like have a it love in it. It tastes like this is something that I'm eating that is more than a quick lunch when I don't have time. Because to me, spice bun is something that I either eat between meals or something that I eat as a quick lunch because I don't have time to do anything else. And I love it for what it is. Like, I think it's fabulous. And you can only eat it with a thick slice of tasty cheese, yeah, right? Yeah. But you see, the bun with the fruits in there, where you have to take the time out, where you have to slice it and put it in a salsa and put the cheese on top. and f- That's love. I don't That's care. Love. Ashley and I stand fruits in our fruits bun. Fruits in bun. Fruits for that in our bun. The you bun know nicer why? with liquor fruits. Because liquor fruits, sweetness. fruits are supposed to that in the bun. Simple. There's no other okay. explanation. It belongs. It was always in the recipe. All right. There was no bun without fruits. All right. So the next time you give bun, give fruits too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what is the greatest mystery of this entire bun and cheese saga? Nobody knows where or why or who or how put the cheese in the bun. Because it tastes good. But no, there is no. Who started it? Actually, there is no documentation, and literally. I bet Tasty did it as a marketing campaign. Let see how much bun selling East and actually, how much Australia. In by so by nineteen twenty eight, stores were offering Easter cheese along with the purchase of craft bun. So it wasn't Tasty because the first tasty cheese. Never, I don't know if Tasty existed back then, but the first cheese that was being paired with Easter bun mm-hmm. was actually craft cheese. So the sliced Interesting. cheese. Ew. Yeah. I think gross. I think sliced cheese and bun is nasty. Gross. It's a disservice to your taste buds. Gross. But that is what so we so we know that if so in nineteen twenty eight the mm. supermarkets were pushing this. Oh which, Tasty started manufacturing cheese in nineteen sixty eight. There we go. So cheese and bun and cheese did exist before Tasty existed. So Interesting. Bun and cheese was a thing. Obviously, I would like to say probably sometime in the late 1800s, somebody decided to put it together, maybe early 1900s, mm-hmm. because if the supermarkets were pushing, pushing like these bun and cheese bundles in 1928, that means people that eat it from before. before, right? So who started it? Who was the first person who put a piece of I bun I don't between? know. But thank you for your service thank to this you. country. Thank you. You should be. Awarded. A national hero. A national hero. You should be awarded. You should be. By the prime minister mm-hmm. I or agree. the governor, whoever is the even, governor. Even if medals? not a national hero, them should have a little medal. Yeah, just a little one. Pop, pop, a little heroes, medal. you get one. Yeah, lie. You did a great service for this country. And I remember, I don't go lie, I remember when I was at school uh, in New York and Easter was coming, and my mother, my mother would send me a bun and cheese every year for Easter. Thank, uh, thank you, Elizabeth. Big up. She would send me a bun and cheese, and I remember one year I was, I was so excited. 
to share it with my friends because I was like, I know these Americans don't know anything about bun and cheese because obviously it's a Jamaican thing. Mm-hmm. And so I got my bun, I got my cheese, and I was like, I I'm gonna share it with my friends. Excited. I was excited. They were not. Uncultured. <laughs> <laughs> Never know good things. They saw the color of the tasty cheese and they were like, why is it so orange? That's unnatural. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I never thought of it as unnatural Because back then. Is that what grew up But then it? I realized... Funny enough, you'd mention that because I was just reading what is, is in the is, tasty cheese. It is processed. It says it. Tasty processed cheese. So according to tastycheese.com, a.k.a. Tasty Jamaica, tasty cheese is made with the highest quality ingredients and our manufacturing is guided by our internationally certified food safety management system, FSSC 22000. What that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. What is it, tasty cheese? Yo, tasty. Slide in my DMs and I come talk to me. I can tell you, no Jamaican had ever questioned what was in tasty cheese. I never because questioned it. Tastes it. Good. it tastes good. It tastes good. I never questioned it until my foreign friends were like, what the Mr. hell Nantes are Jerry. you eating, girl? Whatever FSSC does <laughs> to mean, I'm still like going to eat it. <laughs> But yeah. We're the only company in Jamaica and the Caribbean that manufactures a processed cheese in a can that is uniquely made for the Jamaican and Caribbean palate. You know what annoy me about tasty cheese? When it come in the tin, oh you take it out. Yes, you I have, right, I so have you never if you, successfully if, taken if out a If you buy the tin. big one, which is the cylinder Who tin, is buying the big one, actually? My parents used to. Just, my parents used to buy a holy one. It's this triple in them in half. And my father said all the time, if you never have a farm, you couldn't feed it because we didn't just eat so much. But like my mother, she used to buy the, the big cylinder and you'd have to literally lift up the tin top. Like you have to kind of bend it around in a sense and lift up the entire thing, turn it over take it out and there was a plastic um that was wrapped around it and what they used to well. do instead of buying individual so if it is that they're giving people the small bun you could have just cut up the big tin into like big triangles okay. and then put it in plastic give it to them well actually but the one with, if it's a flat one you just lift up the top no and cut the it flat out one is it. easy the yeah. one in the plastic mm. is very easy because you know plastic is flexible but yeah, it's just because i see my father take it out of the tin before actually you know how like people will say how they're not an adult because they can't peel orange this is how i felt with the cheese yeah i was sense. like because my mother obviously it was me alone that was eating bun so she sent me the smallest thing that mm-hmm. they have and the smallest thing you can't just turn it over no. and it come out for whatever reason get a beat up actually a little i felt like i was going mad trying to get this cheese out and i don't even think i, get, I got a decent slice out of it it was just crummy 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 <laughs> the whole time and i was did just it like, taste like cheese? clearly i'm not did ready it to taste be an like cheese? <laughs> so what is the problem <laughs> i just want are we saying nice? that the tins or that taste they are producing are not user-friendly they're not okay they're not i'm sorry about that tasty tasty I love marketing you guys. link up let's let's talk I love about you it guys but something operations about your, let's link up something about your product design Boy. i think they they did away with the really big tins from because i have not seen them for years i wouldn't so. be surprised if they're only for export the long and short of it is bon for run fish bon also for run bon forgive bon forget bon for eat everything i even eat bun with butter it tastes nice i actually have too much bun at my house right now because really? i don't get one we bought a bun and then i did a collab with maxfield bakery fun so who would you say is your favorite brand that you've had 
I would say HTB, but I feel like I say HTB because I'm uncultured. I haven't tried all the buns that there are out there. So the best one I've had is definitely Miss Birdie. Really? Birdie I think I had Miss Birdie nice. once and I never really like it. I don't know why people have had bad experience. Somebody tell me some Miss Birdie bun dry and I was just like, did you get an expired one? I the one time I had Miss Bur- I will say the one time I had a Miss Birdie bun, it was in foreign. So I would not be surprised. Oh yeah, it got you too much things for reach being you. in the cargo mm-hmm. and then in other you know AC and them thing they in a foreign mm-hmm. must dry out the bun. I've had fresh out the oven Birdie so. bun. It's quality but miss birdie is quality miss birdie in general is quality they miss birdie but yeah guys tell us tell us how you feel about you know what do you eat around easter time how do you feel about bun how do you how do you feel about fish how do you feel about christianity and a pagan holiday oh. that's the tea <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening as usual wear your mask social distance hey andrew's starting and to find them. people now yeah Y'all need to do me better. i got left here right now before andrew find me <laughs> yeah so oh. i get home before this curfew right now all right thank you guys for listening bye bye and happy easter happy easter happy easter oh yeah